And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. Our guest mentor this week is James Sutcliffe the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network, a collaboration platform for founders of companies. So welcome, James. Let us get started. And let's start by asking you about The Founders Network and why it exists. So The Founding Network exists to help founders of businesses reach their full growth potential. So for us, we came to the realization that these founders are starting businesses and as they're growing, they, they just can't be an expert in everything that they're supposed to be an expert in. So um, for us, we've created the community that, that truly is well-rounded um, and, and can solve those issues for each other. And how does it work? So for us, we, we look for the most innovative founders in the world. So we are predominantly based in the UK and recently launched in the UAE. Um, and what we do is we, we bring these founders together for workshops. So where we'll touch on things like fundraising, branding, whatever it may be. Um, but then we also host peer to peer mentoring sessions. So every month we ask all our founders what their current challenges are. So what's holding their business back. Um, and we'll pair them for a conversation with someone else in the network that we know has the expertise to really guide them through that. So that has been massively impactful for us. And what does it cost to participate? For founders, nothing. We will never charge founders a penny. Um, we, we don't believe that's the right thing to do. For us, that's just our real passion is helping them reach their full growth potential. For us, commercially, we work then by um, partnering with some of the world's biggest brands who, who really have valuable learnings and valuable services for these small businesses, um, but struggle to, to connect with them and, and make real relationships which then in turn lets them uh, educate them on their on their products. So um, they partner on our, our activities, so whether it be the events or, or mentoring or, or whatever it may be. And how many people do you have now in the uh, founder the founder network? Yeah, so it's uh, around about a thousand founders now um, involved. So as I say, predominantly in the UK, um, but more and more uh, it's certainly growing in the UAE. Um, and, and we'll look to continue to grow that. But for us, it's about getting the right people involved. We always say you don't need to know everyone. Um, so we put in the work to make sure you know the right people to help scale your business. So when you say uh, the right people, do you do you do some vetting of these people before they participate? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, it's all about diversity. Um, and I don't mean that from a, a diversity in terms of whether it be gender, race or whatever it may be. For us, it's the diversity of experiences, industry, knowledge um, to, to make sure it is truly well-rounded. So if you're a founder with a particular challenge, no matter how niche that is, there is someone in that network that can really guide you through that um, with some very practical advice. Do you have a story to tell about one of your client, one of your founding CEOs and what the founding network did for them or him or her? Yeah, so we, we had a, a real light bulb moment recently where we were like, you know what, this this really works. Where we were having a, the, the conversation was actually around fundraising. We were sat around a, a breakfast table with around 10 founders and um, the founder of a, a men's makeup brand had a, a bit of a challenge around his uh, how to file his taxes and, and what to do there. And literally within a couple of seconds, someone shot a piece of advice across the table just on a whim because they'd been through a similar thing. And that's probably saved this founder a couple of hundred thousand pounds a year just from that one little bit of advice. So for me, that that's what gets me really excited about this is the fact that just that one conversation, that one bit of advice can completely change your business. Um, and that's incredible when you see that really play out. And what is your revenue model for, for the network? 
Yeah, so for us, as I say, the, the founders don't pay anything, um, but we work with commercial partners. So uh, we work with companies like TikTok and Oracle and, and some of these who, um, as I say, have, have incredible products that are great for these smaller businesses, but struggle to, to really create the relationships with them to, to show them what they can do. Trying to understand more about the sponsors and their motivation because they're paying they're paying the bill for you guys to exist so there's yeah. got to be so they've got to i mean the end game for them is what for the sponsors so the, end, the end game for them is ultimately lead generation but we are very strict in how we do that we do not let them pitch at an event it is all about thought leadership and sharing learnings and then when business comes off of the back of that great so for instance we recently had one of the uk's largest tv channels come to us and say, you know what, we've actually got this product now that allows smaller businesses to advertise on TV. The real issue is none of these founders believe they can afford it. Um, so they come to us because they know we've got a very trusted network. We can host a session on um, the importance of getting your name out there and how you can use TV to do that. And this channel can be there to really provide their learnings and advice and so on. Um, with the aim of helping the founders, whether they work with the TV channel or not with advice. But then of course there will be select people in that room who think actually, you know what, this could really help us. Um, and then of course, business will come off the back of that. And what are your expansion plans beyond the UAE and the UK? Yeah, so um, we, we will continue to expand within the UAE. So at the minute we are focused on Dubai and Abu Dhabi. So we'll, uh, keep going with that um but we want to expand to five countries over the next five years so i think saudi arabia will probably be in there we'll go further into asia so likely hong kong and singapore um but we'd love to come stateside as well so tom as you know i, I met my wife out in california so it holds a very dear place in my heart so i'd i'd love to get the business out there um at some point over the next couple of years and it appears that a lot of uh your companies that are part of the network are companies that need help on the consumer marketing branding side, since you seem to have those as your sponsors, is that so? It's not a, it's not a tech. Well, maybe it is. A, I guess it would be a tech play. Certainly not a science play. Uh, biotech, pharma. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit of a range. So um, when we hold branding sessions, obviously, they're some of the most exciting people that are really into that, like I am. Um, we do tend to get more consumer focused founders attending those sessions. But then when we're hosting sessions on, say, fundraising or PR or partnerships, then, of course, it, it attracts a crowd that might be in finance or healthcare or whatever it may be. And have there been any changes in your business model due to COVID? Yeah, so we had the, so launching two years ago, I actually then left my my full-time role um, right before the lockdown hit in London. Um, so it was absolute panic stations like it was for most people for three days. And then we sat down and really thought about how we could change that. So what we did was moved from a, a membership model into a, a free model for founders um, to then focus on working with these bigger partners. Well, we're going to go cut the break and we'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentor, James Sutcliffe, the founder and CEO of London-based The Founding Network. The Mentors is now in its fifth year. Past guests have included Ram Sharan, Nola Masterson, Jim Lair, Noel Irwin, Rich Carlgaard, and many more. Make sure you don't miss future shows. Subscribe at our website, thementorsradio.com. That is thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. 
Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com. And mention The Mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Roy, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, James Sutcliffe. James is the founder and CEO of London-based Founding Network, a free international collaboration and support network for entrepreneurs. Remember, you can also listen to the show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device at any time. Subscribe at TheMentorsRadio.com. So you've got a thousand founding CEOs. What is it that you've really focused on? Because you're working with, you're seeing things that other people probably don't see, maybe a venture capitalist, because you're dealing with the temperature and what I'm calling about the emotional temperature of various people. What is it that you see that's maybe the number one issue that uh, founders need to be thinking about? I, I think there's a few things. I think there's immediate things within the business around their team and the culture and raising uh, funds and ultimately getting customers. I think that is all part of it. And they know they're signing up for that when, when they're getting into business. I think what a lot of them don't realize is how much they have to look after themselves. So, and and I saw this as well when I started the founding network. I think um, I, I, I knew there were going to be a lot of ups and downs with starting a business, but I don't think I realized how frequent and how intense those ups and downs are. So I think the, the mental health aspect of it is hugely important for founders. Now, you've laid out some statistics on an article that you wrote about mental health and founders. And it seems to be the issues are greater than normal. Maybe you could talk about, I'd be interested in two things. What are the numbers? And what do you think's behind the numbers? Yeah, so numbers- I mean, again, again, it's one thing being a founder and dealing with uh, volatility, uncertainty, you know, what we call VUCA, uh, ambiguity. But what do you think is behind the numbers that since you're really into the heart of this? Yeah, so just to give you an idea of numbers, so in a recent report, it was 72% of all founders uh, cited they were directly affected with mental health challenges um, in the recent years. And and when you compare that to the general population, general population is about 48%. So it's a huge jump. And then the other part of that is talking about founders, families, and loved ones, 23% of those are affected, whereas um, it's 7% higher than the general population. So look, I I think there's a number of things that are affecting founders here. I think one, everyone knows there's the loneliness aspect of it um, when you're starting a business, which I think is hard enough to deal with. I think there's um, work-life balance is actually really difficult, mainly because Founders don't think they need a work-life balance. They see it all as one, but their loved ones don't see it that way. When you're sat at home on your phone, replying to emails at night, and you don't think you're really working, you're you're with the family. They don't see it that way. So I think that's a real challenge. The other thing is over the last uh, sort of year or so with COVID and, and all these bigger companies struggling and making redundancies, for a lot of people, it's that one chance to, to follow the dream they've always had and, and start a business. And they jump into it and it's just not as great as I expected. It's not all ping pong tables and, and beer o'clock. It's, there's a lot of stress that goes with that. Um, 
And of course, it's just inherently hard starting a business. And as you work with people dealing with that issue, what is some of the advice that you give the entrepreneurs? Because really what they have to do is embrace that. Yeah, so I, I think they've really got to embrace it. And I think they've got to be honest with themselves, their team, their family with it. I think that's the number one thing. I think um, particularly there's the, the stiff the stiff upper lip in, in Britain where, where you're meant to hold it, hold it all together. Um, but that's really not the case. I think people in your team particularly want to see you working and dealing with them on a human level. Um, and that will massively impact their working lives, their personal lives, and, and so on. So I think we all have to be aware of the domino effect. It's not always just about, about us. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Laurie. We are with entrepreneur James Sutcliffe, who is the founder and CEO of the London-based Founding Network. So you're a founder. You're an entrepreneur. What, if, what has been your experience um, in terms of, of what mental health issues, <laughs> in terms of mental health. Well, I think, it, I think it's just that. I think it's, um, the, the struggles of, of the pressure of it all it is just tough. So I think I, like many will have my up days and my down days. Um, and I think it's just being honest and flexible with them. So if you need some time out, it's about taking the time out and not burning out. Um, and of course, as I mentioned, when you're home, it's about truly being home and being present. Um, but I think you need to be flexible with that as well. So I'm, I'm in the UK while we're recording this is nine at night. I love doing this. So for me, this is really fun. Um, but my wife probably doesn't see it that way. So it maybe means tomorrow I spend a little bit more time at home. So I think we just have to be flexible and, and give and take where we need to. So I, I have a great story back when I left a large company to start my entrepreneurial journey. And I was in my office at seven, eight o'clock at night and the phone rang and it was the brother of a very famous baseball pitcher who pitched mm. at that time for the Oakland athletics and he was selling insurance. So he's doing some cold calling, but the interesting question uh, he got into talking about a lot of things and he said, are you ever scared? And I stopped and I said, I'm always scared. I don't think people really, I mean, you, you may be relaxed, but you, you know, dealing with uncertainty, uh, I found, and he was amazed that I would actually tell him that. And I said, I'll be willing to bet you every entrepreneur that I've uh, met in my lifetime has some degree of being fearful because we don't know. We're, you don't have a cookbook. You know, you don't, uh, go on. You look like you've got something to jump in with. Well, well, I, I was just going to say, I think that's more evident than, than ever over the last year. So I think with COVID and, and not knowing what's happening with that, um, I think in the UK dealing with Brexit as well and, and the changes, sudden changes to, to business that creates um, is a, a massive challenge, but also a massive opportunity. So I think you've got to look at it both ways. And again, it comes back to that domino effect. So. I think when I think to some of the, the consumer brands, so again, so maybe snacks or, or drinks brands who have fought for years to get into the big supermarkets, suddenly COVID hits and customers aren't going into the supermarkets and it's all online and people are not making those impulse purchases and trying a new snack bar. They're typing in the big brands that they know and know what will pop up. So huge challenge there. But then of course you're all online. So all of a sudden you can sell internationally. So huge opportunity. But again, then Brexit kicks in um, and that can all be taken away from you within uh, within one policy change. So I think for, for founders, it's you have to be have to be flexible on these challenges and opportunities and always see that one comes with the other. And one of the things I always advise entrepreneurs is to create the uh, a sounding board uh, advisory group. We have the board of directors. They have different uh agenda, although it's aligned, but they are looking at you as the CEO. It's a little different, but you need some people that are interested in your welfare. So that, it sounds like the founding network kind of serves that need. I, I imagine when you're going through COVID, you're getting everyone on the phone saying, well, what are you doing? Anybody have any ideas? Is that, it did serve your entrepreneurs well, I bet. Yeah, that, that's absolutely it. I think you need to find people that are fighting your corner. So for, for founders, I think all founders are, are pulling for one another. And what 
the one amazing thing we've seen is even competitors have been doing that within small businesses. Um, so yeah, everyone has acted as a sounding board for each other. We quickly pulled together a session where we brought in an ex-Marine and ran it on uh, coping in a crisis and adapting in a crisis. Um, so I think it's just about talking these things through, realizing you're not alone in it. And again, just being self-aware enough to be flexible to, to work with the times. And then one of my uh, things I think about a great deal is that, well, actually, let's go to break and let's talk about that. I want to talk about motivation when we come back. So when we come back in a couple of minutes with our guest mentor, James Sutcliffe, the founder and CEO of the London-based Founding Network, we will be back again. And this is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org oathbook.org it's a bully but we aren't afraid of a fight it's elusive but our focus never fades it's deadly but we were born to defeat cancer you may not have heard of us but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer we are the leukemia and lymphoma society we are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com. And mention The Mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Ryan. I'm with this week's guest mentor, James Sutcliffe. James is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network, a free international collaboration and support network for entrepreneurs. So at the last um, segment, we were talking about some of the issues that are facing founders and how to resolve and your own experience. So one of the things, you know, and I know I I'm a founder and entrepreneur is one of our big tasks is motivating people who work for us. And we we're the ones we're like the lighthouse, you know, we're sitting up there in the lighthouse and we're looking at the waves and the storms. And meanwhile, we've got people that are doing things and we've got to keep them on an even keel so what we have to do is be, I always say we're the shock absorber, uh, taking things from the uh, environment and absorbing them, but making sure they don't 
punch down on the people that are working for us and doing the bulk of the work, really. Uh, then the question is, and I ask myself, who motivates me? Really, I mean, the board the board is there, but they're not, they can motivate you and they can demotivate you. There's a lot of things that go on with the board. Who motivates you? How do you get motivated? How do you motivate yourself? You don't have a boss that's going to come in and say, hey, James, hey, great job today, you know. Uh, how do you do it? Yeah, I think it comes from a few different places. And I think it has to as well, because I think some will work one day um, and some will work the other. So I think for me, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm surrounded by this huge network of innovative people. So it's fairly easy to find inspiration and motivation within that. Um, I think as well, you've got to look personally at what you're looking to achieve in life, whether it's to look after your family or move to the next house or, or whatever it, it may be. I think that can be a huge motivational factor. But I think the other is you've just got to define what success means to you. I think um, that is where people stumble more often than not. And I was, really, I was actually thinking about this since our last conversation. You asked me how I define success. So I've, I've spent some time thinking about this. And um, one of the things I've, I've come to realize is that people define it in such different ways. And it can be dependent on money, freedom, impact, significance, whatever it may be. But actually, what you've got to realize is is the scale in uh, is a scale between all of those points. And for you, you've just got to decide where that balance point is that you can mark it as a success for you. Um, but I guess over time as well, you have to be comfortable with that movement. So I think just defining your own success and that can really help motivate you on the the day to day. Well, I also look at uh, down the road when you're my age and older. It's looking back. Because a lot of things that we think are good measures of success, you're going to find with age aren't. And the important thing is when you look back on your life is are those things you were striving for really the key things that brought you the happiness you hope to have? Yeah, I think it's, um, and again, if, if we're talking about those, those pulling points, whether it be money, impact, significance, whatever it is, I think over time, and as you get older, you do move away from money being the motivation to significance being the motivation. Um, and I think slowly over the years, you end up doing that. But it's fairly difficult to tell anyone that one end, the other is more important. So when, when you're older and looking back and saying money is not important, it's about your impact and significance, try telling that to a, an 18-year-old starting in business, particularly during COVID where they've been working at home and they're crammed in a tiny apartment with eight other people. It's a little difficult to tell them money is not important at that point. Um, and then other end of the scale, when when someone's saying that significance is is the important thing, um, it's difficult both ways. So, yeah, I think it massively depends where you are in life at any one time. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. This is Tom Lawyer. We're with entrepreneur James Sutcliffe, who is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network. So it may not be money being the most important thing. It may be how much money is the most important thing. It's all relative. And when we talked the first time, I mentioned Jim Lehrer, who was my guest uh, earlier this year. And Jim found, he runs the Human Performance Institute, and he was sharing with me the data that they had uh, with older people after they had pretty much gone into semi-retirement. And he said, the one thing that people think about is how they treated other people, pure and simple. It wasn't the, how much money they made or where they lived. It was they're looking back over their life and how they treated people. So one of the things I tell entrepreneurs, I really emphasize the culture and how you treat people with humanity and everything. I got to believe with a thousand people in your network, you're, a lot of people are speaking up on that subject as well. Yes, yeah, so that's something we, we talk a lot about. And I think it's so difficult because so all of our founders are high growth. So they are doubling and tripling year on year. Um, and one of the most difficult things is at the beginning, they really inset their culture, is led from the top. But when you're growing hundreds of staff each year, you end up getting people that have only been there sort of three months training up the newbie. Someone that's three months in is no longer the newbie. Um, so I think maintaining that culture gets harder and harder as you grow. Um, but it doesn't mean it's any, any less important. Uh, my experience has been that the culture is formed in the beginning with the uh, founders. And if you do it right, 
you will be adding people that will fit into the culture. And when you grow very fast, the people who are there will spit out the bad people. It's an amazing thing to watch as you're really growing fast. If you got the right culture, people will come in and other people in the corporate and your company that have already adapted the culture will spit them right out, spit the bad people out. Not everybody, but it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to watch. Yeah, that, that, that will just happen over time, I think. And um, an- another point is what we mentioned earlier with the challenges and opportunities. So along with the, the challenges of, of creating that culture, there's also the opportunity to make it an incredible culture. So again, last time we caught up, I think we were talking about how as a founder, you're suddenly given the opportunity to create the ideal workplace in your mind. And hopefully you find people that, that see it a similar way. So um, for me personally, it's always been about how do I create a better working environment than I've ever previously worked in? And I've not worked in any bad ones, by the way, like really bad ones. Um, but I think that's always an ongoing opportunity. And one of the things that you mentioned in a paper that you wrote is the myth surrounding startups, uh, the myth of success. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what, because that gets back to the mental health issue. Yeah, I think there's a huge myth around it. As I say, I think when when people are leaving these bigger organizations, they just have a, a different idea of what startup life is. So they might think it's even more relaxed, but then once I think you're you're in that startup mentality, you spend a lot of time seeing these people that are supposedly working 24 hours a day, plus working out, plus being the perfect family uh, man or woman. Um, and again, you just have to have, have self-awareness of, of what you're really capable of and at what point you're going to be the most productive. So again, on the mental health piece, we ran a, a breakfast where we got sort of 15 founders together to discuss mental health. And really quickly, the conversation became around our teams. And we people started saying the young people in teams are spending all their time on social media and then they're getting depressed because they don't have that perfect beach body or that flashy car or whatever it is and then there was suddenly a light bulb moment around the table where we realized you know what as founders we do the same thing everyone is very quick to shout about their successes but most people are very quiet about their failures um so when we're going on social media and seeing this company is now a unicorn this company has raised x million pounds or, or dollars um and we haven't is just to not be too hard on ourselves because they're not shouting about the hard times. Well, we're going to come back after a break and continue our discussion with James Sutcliffe, who is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network, a free international collaboration and support network for entrepreneurs. Remember, you can now listen to our Saturday broadcast live anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio by clicking on San Francisco's KTRB 860 AM, The Answer. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org oathbook.org. It's Karen, executive producer of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have My Pillow back as a sponsor. All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillows made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code MENTORS to get a 60-day money-back guarantee 
an up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash mentors. You must include the code mentors. That's MyPillow.com forward slash mentors or click the banner on our website. And now back to the mentors where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, James Sutcliffe. James is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network, a free international collaboration and support network for entrepreneurs. So you reminded me of a story. I'm going back, keep coming back to this mental health issue. This is really a good one. Uh, I had an executive from a very large company, Johnson & Johnson, who ran the European operations for one of their business segments. And he joined me to build our European operation. And he was on board for less than, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And he called me from, we were based in Paris. He called me from Paris and he says, Tom, we've got a problem. And I said, well, what is that, Patrick? He said, we only have enough cash to last six months. And I said, Patrick, that's the way it's been for the last 13 years. And that's one of the things when you come out of the large company into the startup, realizing how valuable, first of all, cash is, because most people work off of an income statement and not manage cash management. But do you get some of that as well? Yeah, so we've seen a lot of this lately where um, with working with some of the bigger brands, we, we always hear them talking about the challenges of working with whether it be limited time, money, resource, whatever it may be. Um, Again, a bit around team management and a lot around managing competition. So for us, we hear them saying they're the real challenges, but actually the founders have these exact same challenges, if not more so, I'd say, particularly when it comes to things like budget and managing resource. Um, But again, we see people in our community achieving incredible things, even with these challenges. So I think the the key difference is mindset um, and and creativity around it. So if you were to go back to, I don't know, somebody in their early 20s that's going to start a company, what would be the three bits of advice that you'd give that person based on what you've learned? Um. First bit would be to just start now. So again, when I, I started the founding network, I'd been wanting to start a business forever, had, had dabbled in it over the years. Um, but I was getting to the point where I had this really solid idea. I had some good experience, but the issue was I had a job that was well-paid and I loved. I had a baby on the way and there was this emerging virus um, coming out of Asia that was in the back of my mind at the time. But the one thing that kept going through my head was, it is the hardest point in my life now to start a business, but it is the easiest it'll ever be. I'll only ever take on more personal responsibility. My job hopefully would have increased in pay, so it would have been harder to leave. So I think one thing is to just start now. Um, the other is just how important execution is. So I think a lot of founders, particularly before they start, they're big into dreaming. So they come up with the ideas. They think about how big they're going to be, but don't spend a lot of time about thinking about how they're actually going to execute it. So that's not to say one is more important than the other. I think you've absolutely got to dream and think big, but it doesn't mean a lot if there's not a plan and execution behind it. So I think at least timetable your your big thinking dreaming time um, is is really important. And then third point is, don't be afraid to ask for help. And by that, I mean any other founder and any big name as well. So when we were first starting the founder network for us, we wanted to get some incredible speakers and Tom, you'll know this from, from working with the radio show. And sometimes you've just got to reach out to people. Sometimes it's a numbers game, but the worst thing they're going to say is no. So one of the, a perfect example of this was um, I was watching the Game Changers documentary on Netflix, which is incredible, by the way, if you haven't seen it. So uh, have a watch. Um, but while watching, I thought, wouldn't it be great to get the presenter of this to, to come run a session um, for the founding network? And I emailed him while watching the documentary. He emailed back before it finished, before the show finished. And we got him on a couple of weeks later. So I think that's another thing. Just don't think anyone's out of reach. Everyone is willing to help. Um, and if you're genuine about it, they will help. I think that experience has led to my success in getting good guests on the show because I learned a long time ago how to get to people. 
Mm-hmm. And how many, how many have you been turned down by, Tom? I haven't been turned down by any. Uh, they've typically delayed, you know, but, oh, I got to talk to you next year. I can't do it now or something like that. But, uh, for, you know, people want to help. People want to be involved. Yeah. It's amazing. I think that's a very good point to make because a lot of people are afraid to call people. Yeah. And I think that's been one of our successes at the Founding Network as well. It's just, and again, I guess I've cheated the system a little bit by working in this world, but approaching big companies, like the people within those companies, when you're looking at a Coca-Cola or a Unilever, you see a big scary logo. It's all just people working in there. Like find out what their interests and their motivations are and, and reach out to them. Um, and again, the worst they can do is say no. They're likely to put you in touch with someone else if they can't help. Um, but yeah, just don't be afraid to, to ask for help and reach out. And again, going back to failure, uh, one of the things that I found interesting is that often you'll read somewhere about a uh, fund getting a CEO that had been in a startup and it failed, but they really learned the tough lessons. And I think you and I would agree with that. You really do learn the lessons from failure, not from success. But the problem is the reality is, is that once you've been tagged with failure, no one wants to hire you. I mean, I find this disconnect within the community that's doing the hiring and say, yeah, we really like people that failed, but we really don't want them. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I think it's doing it in the right way as well. So um, we are trying to talk more and more about failure openly. I think as, um, as we're in the small business world, um, the odds are stacked against you, particularly if you're starting a business where you want to change the world or an industry or whatever it may be, the odds just are stacked against you. Um, but having said that, and I, I can't remember the exact stats off the top of my head, founders that have failed are more likely to succeed in their, in their next venture. Um, so I think that's important to remember as well. I think it was Mark Cuban that always said, you only have to be right once. Um, so expect to fail a few times, but a bit like reaching out to people. It doesn't matter if people say no, people will only remember the people that say yes. And when you look back over your own career and building your own company now, who's had the greatest impact on you or what event in your life has had the greatest impact on you? Um, I, I think there's been a couple. So impact in terms of event, uh, I think has been starting a couple of ventures in my earlier life. So I spent a chunk of my childhood growing up in Texas, uh, wanted to make some additional pocket money, if you like. So I would run down to the supermarket and buy a load of food and cycle around the, uh, the building sites and, and sell it to the, the builders on site. Um, and made what felt like an absolute fortune uh, that summer. I think I made a couple of thousand dollars, but lived like a millionaire for a couple of weeks. Um, so that for me made me realize it was possible and possible and very, very doable. Then later in life, started a business in university where everything fell apart. It just wasn't that easy. We had investment. I had a co-founder and everything got overly complicated and that fell apart. And now what I often think back to is that time just cycling around and selling food. There was a demand for it, a need for it, and we just filled that demand. And that's all it takes. So I think um, a big learning from that is just don't overcomplicate things. So that's why now when we talk to these big brands, we ask what they're looking for and um, in terms of what, what they can offer founders in terms of learnings. We bring in the founders that could really do with those lessons. And it's win-win for everyone. So it's just about not overcomplicating it. Good. We're going to come back. we got one more segment left. We're going to be speaking with James Sutcliffe, the founder and CEO of the London-based Founding Network. You'll find all of our past shows, show notes, and links at our website, thementorsradio.com. That's thementorsradio.com. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Naur. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance 6, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance 6, to nurture yourself and your relationships, and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, 
My coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. It's Karen, executive producer of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have My Pillow back as a sponsor. All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillows made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code MENTORS to get a 60-day money-back guarantee and up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash mentors. You must include the code MENTORS. That's MyPillow.com forward slash mentors or click the banner on our website. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially non Profits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at kml-pc.com that's kml-pc.com kml-pc.com and mention the mentors and now back to the mentors where remarkable ceos challenge your thinking about life and business Welcome back. This is Tom Moore, and I'm with this week's guest mentor, James Sutcliffe. James is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network, a free international collaboration and support network for entrepreneurs. What are you seeing, James, with regards to, because you're seeing all these different companies and new young companies, where, what is it that you're seeing, if you could group them in categories of the new kinds of companies that are being created? New kinds are... And again, I think it relates to the bigger businesses and what they're trying to achieve is all around sustainability, a lot around tech. Um, but I think whatever they're doing, it all comes back to speed and an effective team management. So no matter what business they're in, I think they are huge parts of, of what's defining who is and isn't successful. Well, I'm thinking about domains, like is it in food or is it in services? Is it in web support? Yeah, so I mean, within food, I think it's fairly difficult at the moment. And again, we touched on it before, but um, with certain snack brands, for instance, they are struggling in that just so many people are rushing to that market. And it's um, we, we see more and more of these health brands picking up so the new healthy protein bar whatever it may be but the issue with them is they can advertise themselves as the healthy alternative but then if a a bigger brand a a coke for instance brings in a new snack and they take out just a fraction of sugar they can throw their marketing dollars at that um, and be seen as the healthy alternative when they're not really so look we we do see a lot of the snacks coming in um at the moment and again that's jumping on that health wave that's coming through at the moment but no surprise it is the tech brands that are doing really really well at the moment um particularly with covid and switching a little bit more to the personal side what are the things that you hold most dear in your life uh personally yep so for me, it's, I mean, family is huge. Um, we're, my family is from the north of England, as is my wife's family. Um, so big family people, it's been tough over the last year. So as, as many people have faced not being able to see family members, um, also had a, a young baby girl, so who is nine months old and has not met half the family. So that's tough. Um, for me, it's a lot around progression, though. So um and again that comes back to my definition of success so 
for me, what keeps me happy and what is dear to me is to keep progressing. Um, but that's impactful progression, not just busyness for the sake of it. What's your best habit? Best habit is I am great at the the big ideas. So when it comes to launching a business, we should go to a new country. We should start a docu-series. I'm great at that. But I think, and I've only just discovered this, I think my other good habit is actually surrounding myself with people that actually plug my my flaws. Um, so our team at the Founder Network is far more detailed-oriented and, and can really make things happen when I'm throwing these wacky ideas out there. And do you and do your team members and do your client companies, uh, do, you, do you guys use StrengthsFinder 2.0, which we use quite a bit here in the United States, to help people understand where they're gifted? Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure we call it the same thing. But yeah, I know uh, more and more companies are, are looking into this to find out personality types um, for each individual, but also to see what the team's looking like. We haven't done that yet. Uh, so we're doing that on, on gut feel at the moment, but I think we're doing a good job. It's a fascinating exercise. Uh, I strongly recommend it. And what do you wish you had more time for in your day? Uh, in my day, I think, um, and it is funny because we've, we've spoken about this a lot, is actually self-care. So I think as well from having a, a young family, I, I do want to take more time to look after myself physically and mentally to make sure I'm the best I can possibly be both for family, but also those at work as well. Um, because I think it, it comes down to consistency. And again, you need that consistency at home and at work. So, so people know where they stand with you. And you can only do that if you, if you really look after yourself. Well, you look like you're having a lot of fun doing what you're doing. And uh, thank your wife for giving us some of her time tonight to be with us. And that's going to be it uh, until next week. Uh, thank you very much, James. James is the founder and CEO of the London-based The Founding Network a free international collaboration and support network for their entrepreneurs. And I'm sure he'll let us know when he's starting to come into the United States. It sounds like a great thing for all entrepreneurs and the people here in the United States, I think would benefit from it. We'll be posting a link to the founding network on our website, uh, thementorsradio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe to future shows. Again, it's thementorsradio.com. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of the Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.thementorsradio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.